Bachelor Life with Brent and Jeff. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. Good evening and welcome to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. I'm Jeff. And I'm Brent. Thankful for being here this evening, Jeff. We are excited. Another topic for you guys, as we usually have topics for you guys. This Tonight, we're going to be talking about the family biz and how we can join and be employed. I need you to, to do something for me. <laughs> that was my poor Not, attempt at the Godfather. Yeah, why don't you just let the Italians make the Godfather yeah. quotes, all right? Thank you once again for being here this evening. We are so excited because, you know, as Jeff said at the top, we have another topic. And this topic tonight um, is just kind of thriving in our hearts. The Lord is just showing us his nature as we were just talking before the show started about um, the family biz and what it means to be uh, the son or the daughter of Christ and um, our heavenly father and to carry out his business on the earth. And what does that really look like in a believer? And uh, that's what we're going to be delving into this evening Um you know, we so often just are about our own business and we don't think about the fact that we're here to carry out what our Father in Heaven wants us to do. And, um, you know, so often we forget that. And so this evening we're going to be talking about what that really looks like. Yeah, we're, you know, the idea of the family business uh, it comes from Luke chapter 2 when Jesus is lost. Well, he's not lost, but his parents forget where he is and they can't find him. And they find him in the temple talking to all the teachers of the law and stuff and they're all amazed that he's sitting there and you know it says that he was both listening they were listening and asking questions of the men and you know and they were like oh what are you doing where have you been we've been looking all over for you and he said did you not know that i must be about my father's business but they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them jesus from a very young age knew his role and knew exactly what his his role on earth was um mainly to save the lost obviously but to you know he said it himself i didn't come to save the righteous but the sinners and you see it throughout his life who he's associating with you know the heart that he has the compassion the the, the many times that it says in the bible and he looked on them and had compassion you know yeah. as as sheep without a shepherd and all those things and and how that's our duty now he says you know he passes the torch as it were to us when he says you are the light of the world you know, he first said that I am the light of the world, but then he says you are. We are his ambassadors. We are. We now take the business of saving souls, and he, you know, he entrusted to us, and we're supposed to be responsible and take that and run with it. Another torch. <laughs> so maybe we should uh, throw the Olympics into the uh, mix tonight. So yeah. <laughs> the Godfather Olympics. <laughs> That's a good combo. Give what you got, Jeff. I, I'm giving All it. All that you have. I'm giving it. I'm trying. I'm really, really trying. I'm just so thankful, you know, to be able to do this show. And um, for those of you who just tuned in for the first time, we are The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. And uh, basically, it's two guys sitting around playing our favorite music on shuffle and uh, just talking about the Bible, period. Yep. <laughs> I always say that that's what our show's like. It's like, basically, Brent and I, we pull out our Bibles. We just are hashing through different things. And we're listening to our favorite songs. Yeah, and then you like, just get to be clued in on it. Yeah, it's like, you know, we're having a Bible study with each other, and we like to play music while we do that. Yeah. And um, we're letting you all hear it. Yeah. So. <laughs> so stick around. we got lots more great music for you. Next up, we have a double play by Sanctus Real. Turn on the lights, and we need each other. Two great songs for the topic that we have tonight. The Family Biz. Thanks a lot for listening to The Ultra Life with Brent and Jeff. We're here for another few minutes, so stick around. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, Christ wishes us to be real and sincere and genuine in our lives. And, um, you know, our topic, doing the Father's business, um, you know, it's different than just being a slave, just doing stuff because you have to. You're being forced to. You're being coerced to. Um, you know, we're our goals and ambitions in our Christian lives should be to accomplish the Father's will for our life, the Father's business, you know. Um, you know, when you're a son and you get to know who your dad is, you know, you have a pretty... Hopefully, you know, in, a, in an ideal situation, um, you have a, a relationship with your dad where you kind of know what makes him tick. You kind of understand his mind a little bit. Um, you kind of know what he likes, what he doesn't like. You kind of understand what his, what makes him happy, what would please him. Um, and as a son or as a daughter, you kind of want to try to be, please your dad. You know, you kind of want to make him happy. Um, it's something you want to do because you love your dad, because you want to honor your dad. Um and that's kind of the concept here. You know, we love Jesus. You know, we love our Heavenly Father. And we want to please Him with our actions. We want to please Him with our mind and with our hearts. And um, it's different than just being coerced. You know, oh, oh, make me do it. You know, twist my arm. It's not that at all. Because then it would just be doing business. You know, because we have to. Yeah. And you look at the, when Jesus called, I mean, we're obviously His disciples. But when He called the disciples, um, He said, you know, from now on, you're going to catch men. He took these four fishermen, made them fishers of men. And what, is it, what does it say that they did? They, they left their nets and they followed him. They left their business yeah. and joined the real business. And I just yeah. picture like, you know, a little pickup truck going by God and Sons <laughs> Incorporated. <laughs> and, nice. you know, <laughs> it's, it's the truth, though. You know, they put aside and, you know, I'm sure that they had, you know, James and John, you know, we they're Zebedee's children and they have multiple boats. I'm sure they had a very nice fisherman business and they just put that aside. You know, they might have had aspirations to take over dad's business and, and you know, go into the, the fisherman business. And yeah, they were fishermen, but Jesus had different plans and Jesus has plans for us. And um, it's up to us to, to walk in them and to, to seek out the Lord's heart um, for in, in that regard. There's so many people around us that are hurting, that are struggling and no one knows. No one pays attention. You know, we look on the outward appearance all the time. The Bible says that men look on the outward appearance and God looks on the heart. And so often we don't even try to think about what's going on with someone around us spiritually. You know, um, we see they drive a nice car. They seem to be happy. They kind of put on that smile. They kind of go through life. They kind of might have money or whatever. And we kind of say, oh, they're fine. But in reality, you know, when it when push comes to shove and they're alone at night, you know, they're hurting you know and there's something missing in their life and they're just searching for something that's going to make them happy and um as christians we lose sight of that a lot with the lost we just kind of put them on the shelf as the lost and um you know we hope that at some point they fall to their knees <laughs> and we lose sight of, of ministering to those people so that was the real by nevertheless and the real deal is what we do with the father's call in our lives which you know People always say this, and I always get really annoyed. Because I'm, oh, I'm not called to be a minister or anything. Like, I'm not supposed, you know, I don't have to be the guy that evangelizes and all this stuff. And I get what they mean. Like, they're not called to be like Greg Laurie or like some great evangelist like Billy Graham or somebody like that. But that doesn't mean that you don't evangelize, you know, to, to be a witness and to, to proclaim the truth of Christ. And you can do that in any way. You know, if you, when you look at Jesus, 
you know, he, he spoke a lot and he, there's tons of teachings in the Bible, you know, and, and John says, if we put everything that he said in the Bible, there wouldn't be enough books in the world to hold everything that he said and did while he was on the earth, which is great. Um, but something that I, I really find interesting is how many times Jesus sits down with people and how many times he gets ridiculed for it and how many times he gets put to task for it, for associating with people that we would not as righteous people probably associate with. And, you know, Brent's going to be talking about Zacchaeus, but just think about that. When you go through the Bible, you go through the gospels, especially how many times Jesus is like sitting with people and you're like, oh, that's, that's shady, you know? If Jesus was my friend, I'd be like, yo, what are you doing? You know, and, and people would come out and say, Jesus, you know, those are dirty people. What are you doing? So, uh, you know, like you said, Zacchaeus, when Jesus says, yo, Zacchaeus, I'm going to your house. The people around said he is going to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. And two verses later in Luke 19, in verse 9, Jesus says, Today salvation has come to this house because Zacchaeus is also a son of Adam or of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus clearly defines right in there that says, you know what? You're all like amazed that I'm going to hang out with a sinner at his house for dinner. And that was the whole point of me coming was to just seek this and save those who are lost. You know, and what I think is so amazing by that is that he actually took some effort. Jesus made effort to go to someone's house for dinner. And contrary to the Christian culture, um, actually went above and beyond that and said his soul is more important than any, anything like that. So to me, that's the amazing thing in that is that he actually did something. He did some actions to show that it was that Zacchaeus was worth it. I want to remind you to check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. You can listen to our most recent episodes get caught up with the Ultra Life episodes you may have missed, and you can also spread the word about the Ultra Life and get everybody hooked. Yep. And uh, why don't you contribute by sending us an email right on our website. You don't even have to worry about your own email. You can just fill out the form, and it'll send us an email with any requests, any concerns, comments, any prayer requests that you might have. And uh, we'd love to get some feedback that way. So check us out, thealterlife.com. And if you're not a fan yet on our Facebook page, please do so. So when we send out our little updates and statuses and all that fun stuff, coming talking about what's coming up in the next show and all that exciting information about the Alter Life, you're in the loop because there's nothing more depressing than not being in the right loop. <laughs> all right. The unbelievable. The Alter Life. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. <laughs> That was Stories Down to the Bottom by Super Chick, and it's time for our unbelievable segment. An apropos winter unbelievable segment, something that we referred back to at the beginning. We were talking about torches. That's more of the summer for a variety. But we're going to be talking about the Olympics. Woo-hoo! Nobody really cares about the Olympics anymore. No. Not like back in the late 80s, early 90s. When like figure skating was all the wow. The worst thing that ever happened to the Olympics was the Cold War ending because there was always like that hated you know, Soviet Union, that you could, everybody would band together and root against them. But there's not really anybody like that. Unless Iran gets like a snowboarding team or something (laughs) like that. And then you're like, "Eh, down with Iran. Anywho, uh, but we're going to be talking about the Winter Olympics and most specifically. Yeah, well, it's funny, just the fact that winter sports and you think of Iran since it's like the (laughs) desert. (laughs) 
Hey, <laughs> cool like runnings. Alpine skiing from Afghanistan. You know. <laughs> hey, know. Jamaica's got a bobsled team. That's true. Cool Shout runnings. out Cool Runnings and Dougie Doug. But how about those sports that you just don't, you know, they're never on TV. They're yeah. like part of the Olympics, but they never get any exposure. Except for, unless you were up at 3 in the morning. Yeah. And you're on some like ran, random cable channel, you know, obscure yeah. cable channel. Like, oh, curling. 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 Women. And their hot and mirrors. <laughs> Battle it out for the gold medal. Well, apparently there's this somewhat, it's been around for forever, but it's making a comeback. The skeleton event. <laughs> Um, I thought it was just an error on Wikipedia when I first yeah. read about it because there's many of those. Apparently, the the what makes it different from like the bobsled or the luge is you go down head first, and you're not allowed to have any steering mechanisms or braking mechanisms, and so you're just basically on this death, you know, <laughs> death wish down yeah. this, and you can't stop. So you're completely powerless, and you can reach up to five g's of force on your way down, up to eighty miles an hour. Yeah, outrageous. it's crazy. It's called the skeleton because that's the result <laughs> after. So I'm going to do a lot of web searches once the Winter Olympics start to find out what skeleton's all about. I wonder what country's good at the skeleton. I don't know. We'll find out. The skinny ones. Still to come on the altar life. If you want to live like loud, Nelson. I don't want to say. This beautiful republic. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Live Life Loud by Hawk Nelson, a brand new song by Hawk Nelson. Hawk? What? Nelson. Oh, Nelson, good stuff. Yeah, full Nelson. Remember the remember that half Nelson, the half Nelson, the three quarter. You Nelson. had to lock the knuckles, get the opponent to pass out. That's wrestling. That's Olympics. That's everything. Uh, <laughs> and you're listening to the Ultra Life. <laughs> uh, I don't know what's going on, but just stick around. We got it, another hour. It gets for back you. on track eventually. Yeah. <laughs> and tonight's topic, we're talking about the family biz. And what it means to live a life in the family biz. What is the family biz? It's Jesus' love for the lost and his you know, his entire purpose for coming to the earth was to save souls. And he has then bestowed that duty upon us as well to bring the message of salvation to the lost. And how can we do that without a love for them and a desire to see them saved? It's not just an improved mafia, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little more purposeful in a good way. So... I yeah. could try to be the Godfather again and just really just, fail at just it. Wait. So I'm not going to do that. Yeah, you got to do this. You got to pull your cheeks see, apart like this. See, you're Italian. You can do that. You I'm pull not, your cheeks apart and you talk like this. I'm like German and Scottish and Welsh. And any attempt <laughs> I have at being Italian, you know, my first attempt at eating in an Italian house, I cut my what I call noodles and I just kind of got thrown out of the house. <laughs> that was Count Me In by Leland. That should be what we're saying to God when he enlists us into his business. When they puts the offer on the table, you in? Yeah, yeah, count, in. count me in. I'm in for life, just like the mafia. <laughs> no, it's no. much better than that because you don't have to. Uh, you're about saving people's lives, not taking them. Right. Like in the <laughs> Christ is like, hey, uh, you gotta do me a favor. <laughs> I mean, like, 
You gotta do me a favor. Oh, there you go. See? I don't know, something like that. Man, my cheeks so hurt. Good at that. <laughs> they hurt really bad. I squeezed too hard. I was overzealous in my attempt at being Marlon Brando in The Godfather. Yeah. Instead, you just like a big fish. I'm gonna make a confession <laughs> for being a young Italian um, paisano. <laughs> I have never seen any of The Godfather movies. I'm just gonna I'm gonna confess that. That's all right. I'm gonna go to the confessional and uh, talk to the father. That's anyway. okay. That's okay. Um, getting back on track here with our you topic. You were too busy doing your father's business then. Yeah. Then watching. Watching Hollywood's business. Yeah. Which, so. it's a lesson to be learned for all us out there that spend so much time with our own business and our own, uh, just our own desires and everything else, you know. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, actually, we, we were talking at the end of hour one, which was the hour you were listening to just probably... 20, 30 minutes ago, um, about Zacchaeus and just what Jesus did and how he reacted to this sinner who he knew that would make all the difference in the world for this guy was to actually like go to his house and eat dinner with him. Um, and all the religious people were all like, what? No way. Why would you go to that guy's house? You know, he, he's a sinner. He's a tax collector. No one wants to hang out with that guy. And, um, Jesus purposed in himself to, um, to make an impact on this guy's life and do what it took to show that he loved him and that he cared about him. Him, not his stuff, not his sin, not his lifestyle. It wasn't about any of those things. He went past all that and looked into his heart and said, this, this man just needs someone to care about him and, and did that. And in effect, you know, you see Zacchaeus' life got turned around. I mean, Jesus proclaimed, today salvation has come to this house. And, um, you know, as disciples of Christ, as Christians, which really means little Christs, you know, we should be following that model in our lives and making the effort to reach the lost in action, not just word. You're listening to the Also Life with Brett and Jeff. That was John Cox with Little Change, and that should be the message that we have for the lost, that little change will do them good. And uh, that change is coming to salvation with the free gift that Jesus has offered. And what we need to ask God for, you know, we'll talk about this more in this hour, but what we need to ask God for is a heart of compassion for the lost. Because how can we be, how can we expect to be effective ambassadors? You know, Jesus, you know, throughout the New Testament, it says that he has compassion on those people. You know, with the 5,000, when he fed them, that he looked on them and he had compassion seeing that they were like sheep without a shepherd they had no place to go they had no guidance they were just you know walking aimlessly and you know paul says in second corinthians that we are his ambassadors and god is using us to plead on his behalf that we be reconciled back to him pleading there's got to be care there's got to be compassion coming from us in order for us to plead like that and to beg people to come to salvation and um just picking up where jeff left off you know so often, you know, we we go through this up and down thing about with the loss, you know, at least it is for me, you know, where, you know, there's so much in my life where I'm like cold and immune to the fact that the people all around me at my job or wherever I'm at are just lost. They don't even know that there's right and wrong. They're just, they're just blinded. They're in the dark. Um, you know, Jeff and I, we kind of grew both grew up in the church. We both grew up Christians and we were just talking before the show going, you know, Thankfully, it's a good thing, you know, we don't know what it's like to not have the Holy Spirit, like, 
even when we've been in places in our life where we've been in a state of sin, you know, we're always dealing with the Holy Spirit. There's always this good Jesus, like, just kind of talking to us inside our hearts. And the lost, people who don't know Christ, and maybe you're like that tonight, you know, you don't, you don't have that struggle. There's nothing going on. It's like, I'm just completely in the dark. I'm blinded. What are you guys talking about? Um, you know, as believers, we should be thinking about the, the lost in that light, you know, thinking about them and the fact that, you know what, they don't even have that compass. They don't even have that person, you know, sometimes we get so mad about their lifestyle, you know, they're like, oh man, they just get drunk every night or, you know, they, they do these things. It's like, well, that's what you should expect from them, you know, is they're blind. They yeah. don't know. They're lost. They're in the dark. So often we try to put them, we treat them like they're Christians rebelling yeah. instead of unbelievers who just need a savior. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking of what we kind of can get, you know, like Brent was saying, but the pressure that we feel from other believers when we might feel God saying, go go be with that person, you know what I mean? And and the pressure that even the disciples probably felt from their, their Jewish peers, you know, I'm just thinking, of, you know, when Matthew, the tax collector was called and it says in Matthew 9 that Jesus sat down in the house and behold many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples if you were to read that as a believer and be mad at that you're totally missing what God's desire is you know and they're like Yo, why is he sitting with all these tax collectors and sinners and Jesus I love it he says he heard, hears it says those who are well have no need of a physician but those who are sick but go and learn what this means I desire mercy and not sacrifice it's a good topic tonight. I'm, I'm really kind of getting challenged to just think about the lost in a different light. Um, you know, I think part of my problem is is that I just lose sight of the fact that um, there's lost people that need Jesus. You know, I'm all about my own taking care of myself, you know, thinking about what I want out of my life. And, um, you know, the fact is we are here on earth to, to do what the Lord wants us to do and um, to be ambassadors for him. And uh, we're here to do that. So why aren't we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's seriously. the question. And I think, you know, if you have a heart tonight that's cold toward the lost, um, I've just found that as I start praying for those people, the people that I feel cold toward, all of a sudden the Lord starts putting on my heart um, the desire for them to be saved. That's a good thing. Just talking about how, you know, it's our responsibility. There, You look at the people in the world and you just see the chains on them. You know, Brent and I were talking about it, you know, just through experiences we have working in the you know, the non-Christian world and just seeing people and, and asking God to really give us those glasses to see them for what's really going on. You know, see the hurt that's really in them that they cover up with their, you know, their phony, you know, just the, their image that they try to put forth the front. And, um, you know, being in the family business, it's not like a summer job. You know, we go on our missions trips and we're like, oh, I'm going to evangelize because I'm in Mexico or I'm in, you know, Germany or I'm going to these different countries which is great you know it's awesome um, but it's almost like when you get a job with your dad for the summer so you can have some pocket money <laughs> and then you go back to school you know and you do what you're right. really called to do you know this is a calling on everybody's life regardless of what you're doing you know where you know when Brent's at work when I'm at work you know just like with the fishermen you know he said I'm going to make you fishers of men he takes what they already have and he's like now I'm going to use it for me and you know, you might say, "Oh, I'm not called to be a pastor, so I don't have. I'm not responsible for this. This isn't talking to me." No, it's talking to everybody. We're all called. We're all called to to be a light to the lost in any way. You know, not just in getting up and speaking, 
or evangelizing or giving out tracts. There's a way that we are called to live our life that is a light. A lot of people think that once you get saved, that's the end. But really, it's the beginning. You get saved, and there are works that God has put in place for us to do. You know, before we've even been saved, and it's up to us to, to walk in that. It's the beginning of something awesome, and it's up to us to continue to walk in those things. I think about Moses. You know, Moses, who was like, thought of all the excuses not to do what the Lord wanted him to do. I can't talk. I can't do all these things. The Lord's like, forget about it. You know, I'm calling you to this. Walk in it. Um, and the key point there is, it's like, he doesn't care necessarily if you're a good speaker. You know, you think about evangelists and you think of like the Greg Laurie's of the world and the Billy Graham's of the world who, you know, their life's calling is to stand up in front of lots and lots of people and talk about Jesus and how to get saved. And the Lord is very effective in them in that regard. But you can be as effective not saying anything, but just being in your prayer closet, so to speak, and praying for the lost and asking the Lord to give you opportunities just to live out loud so that they can see Jesus in you. Um, You never know what the Lord can do with a heart that is open to doing the Father's business. And that's the the key point for the night. Um, I'm just challenged tonight to to go off and do that. Uh, You know, the family business something that you know it's work you know it's not like fun and games you just slack off and you get paid anyway so whatever (laughs) you know god has called us to live and you know some of us we are going to have the opportunity to talk and and be in front of people and and evangelize but we're talking about the day-to-day you know jesus got down in the trenches with us you know while we were still sinners jesus came you know he said i didn't desire to call the righteous I desired sinners to be saved. You know, they didn't, you know, when he got to earth, all he found was sinners. <laughs> you know, it's not like he was looking, he had to find them, you know, to find the ones that he really wanted. That was all that was there when he got there. And um, there's a verse in James, which we want to just, you know, send you off with. It's grades 520. It's the last verse in the book of James. He says, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. So the encouragement to us is to, pick up that fishing rod and start <laughs> casting casting out the net because you know the, the the song we played earlier the harvest it's there the people are hurting they need god and you know we have the answer for them it's up to us to cast the cast the line because jesus is the bait it's not anything that we're going to do to dress up the bait you know what i mean so and i think we get caught up in that we think that it's like our bait but jesus is that's it right there <laughs> yeah, they'll like, find them they'll bite it and they'll like it it's like yo get in the game you know do start if you tonight if you don't feel like you're effective at all with the loss you just feel like i am so far from making an impact and honestly a lot of times i feel the same way um and the challenge here tonight is just to okay we'll take it one step at a time just start praying for people you know that don't know jesus just start praying for them as a habit you know every night just say hey, you know what lord i just pray for that person pray that they come to know you and then sit back and see how the Lord works in their life. And you'll start being perceptive and a little more perceptive about them and the spiritual stuff that's going on. Who knows? The Lord may actually use you to lead them to Jesus, to lead them to himself. And that that's a goal. So until next week, be cool cats. And live for Christ. Yeah.